to ESP Podcast. I'm James Agersdorf and I'm joined by Izzy and Rabia. Hi everyone. And this week we've got a really special guest with us because this week's topic is all around something that has become a real issue of importance in society and it's something really important particularly for people that work in sales and that is looking after your well-being and managing stress and, and looking after your mental health. So I'm really pleased and we're really delighted to have her with us. Mm-hmm. Maria Amanda. <laughs> Hello. a wellbeing mm-hmm. consultant. Morning, Maria. Morning. Do you want to give us a quick overview as to, to what you do and what your role is? Yeah, sure. So I go into the workplace to improve the wellbeing of employees. So making sure that they're performing well, and they're happy in the role, they're engaged. So that means they're going to perform well, they're going to be more resilient. So I do that with a series of workshops and, and also one-to-one coaching as well. And I've got a real holistic approach to well-being. So I've actually taken mindfulness meditation into the workplace and also a treatment called Reiki as well, Great. which is a holistic treatment to help people de-stress, rebalance and recharge. Okay, great. Well, thanks for coming in, Maria. And there's a whole load of stuff that we want to get through with you when Izzy and Rabia sat down to sort of plan for this. There's mm-hmm. loads of different topics we want to explore, but the main ones being, and I think the stuff that's really going to interest the people that are looking for a new role, uh, how to actually handle things like interview rejection, how to balance all the different interviews that you've got on the go and keep yourself sane and, and stop yourself from uh, having a real uh, stressful period. But also we're keen to chat about um, challenges for salespeople, so how to balance a busy job and a busy life and, and how to get the best out of your well-being when you're doing a, a really mm-hmm. challenging job. So let, let's start with the interview uh, process. So one of the things that really affects the candidates that we work with is the rejection that you get at the end of a final interview. So mm-hmm. the level of people that we work with um, they're normally dealing at a really sort of senior board level. The interviews that they go along to are very stressful in themselves and very challenging. Mm-hmm. Maybe four or five stages. They invest a lot of time, a lot of effort, and they're emotionally attached to, to the job that they're trying to get, and then mm. they don't get it. Yeah. How do they deal with that? Yeah, so, it's, so a, a manager's going to have a reason for hiring somebody, and they're looking at somebody maybe to join their board, you know, or their team, so they're looking for... Um, maybe different skills and it may just be down to personality and you know it has got to be the right fit for the team so you almost can't take it personally because maybe that just isn't the right fit for you and you know there'll be another fantastic opportunity somewhere else because you don't want to get into a role and then it's not the right fit and then six months Mm. later you're back to square one looking for another opportunity again and I think sometimes you don't always know what's happening in the wider picture you know within that business So I always think that these things always happen for a reason and you've just got to have that faith that the right opportunity is out there for you. So the key is just to um, to keep looking forward, focus on your strengths, realise what's unique about you and most importantly, don't burn any bridges <laughs> in case you may want to pursue another opportunity you know, further down the line yeah. um, in the future. Um, so it's making sure you're looking forward um, and you're keeping that fresh you know, perspective on things, you're keeping a positive attitude, you're talking positively to yourself as well and recognising you know, what a great skill set you have got and how, and how mm. unique you are. So what, what's talking positively? What, 
And yeah, I when, simply what it means. Yeah. So when it, it's just observing your thoughts, it's that mindfulness that I've spoken to you guys about. So it's noticing that little voice in your mind that's kind of doubting yourself and telling yourself that you're not good enough. And it's the little ego, you know, that little chatterbox inside your mind. So it, right. it's getting a grip of that and making sure that you are talking to yourself in a positive way um, and you're thinking positively about the plan going forwards for the future. It's interesting because some of the other podcasts that we've done are all about preparing for an interview, how mm. to prepare for a final interview, maybe a presentation. And the advice that we've given uh, people is that you've got to really put a lot of effort in maybe a week, two weeks of quite mm. hardcore prep to actually nail a, a job. So I think if you've actually done that, you've given it your absolute all, mm. like you say, you can't beat yourself up too much if you don't get the result you want. Mm. If we very rarely get feedback, do we, that a candidate is completely bombed yeah. no. or, or is, is negative, it's normally constructive. Yeah. So, yeah. oh, it was a hair's breadth. We, we, we were really choosing between two candidates mm. and we chose candidate A because they lived five minutes closer to the yeah. office, which is maybe not a reason like that, but it's something maybe you can't control. Yeah. 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 You can't get too, ang you know, too angry with yourself yeah. unless you have looked yourself in the mirror and go, should have done more prep really yeah. because I cut the corner or went out on Saturday and I just came <laughs> yeah. doing my slide deck away. but again you can't beat yourself up there it's a learning curve so I think mm. with all of these things you, you're always learning and you're always growing as a person yeah. so each interview you go for you're going to be more skilled more confident for your next one and that, that might be the actual best opportunity for you anyway yeah right okay. and I think yeah. with interviews as well like we always grill our like hiring managers and our clients for feedback like you said so mm. it's like something that you can improve on and take into your, your next interview process and it might mm. be something you can build on I yeah. think feedback as well it's something more tangible to grip onto yeah. isn't it rather than just that feeling of disappointment it's something actual to work with yeah, yeah which is yeah. important I think yeah. but sometimes the feedback is oh we loved candidate A yeah for these reasons but we also love candidate B and we just went and that sometimes is harder to take sometimes a candidate was unsuccessful mm. would rather be like oh they completely messed up on this this <laughs> and this and you can take that yeah sometimes yeah. it's harder to take when you brilliantly just yeah. missed it yeah. 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 yeah but again it might just be a personality thing yeah. because within a team you need different skills and different personalities you can't all be the same so somebody might just slot in exactly what they're mm. looking for yeah, so you exactly. can't really take that personally no exactly yeah okay, okay brill so another thing we wanted to cover off as well a, a fair amount of our candidates are actually in a position where they're out of work mm. when, when they come to us and, and they really really need our help so um, how do you actually look after your well-being and manage your mental health um, when you have been out of work maybe for you know a month or two and you're finding it difficult to secure that next role? Maybe yeah. you're in process and a few interviews and it's just not happening for you. Yeah. Um, what would you suggest for you know being kind to yourself in that situation? Yeah, well, I think one of the stresses you need to take away immediately when you're out of work is your finances because mm. that mm. causes a lot of pressure on your mental well-being. So it's making sure that you're reducing all your outgoings um, and you're addressing your finances to make sure you know, you've got your basic amount of money to live on each month and you're covering your bills and your rent and your mortgage or whatever. Mm. Um, and then that's going to take a little bit of pressure off. Um, and don't kind of bury your head in the sand with finances as well. You know, notify the bank or, you know, if you need to sort, you know, um, borrowing some money off somebody. Yeah. So just make sure you've got that covered to kind of take that pressure away. Yeah. And then it's so important that you look after your well-being. 
Um, so first of all, sleep, you know, make sure that you're getting the right amount of sleep because if you're not sleeping very well, that's going to affect you emotionally um, and also physically. So if you're not getting enough sleep, it's going to, um, you're going to, you know, feel quite negative about things. There's loads of stuff about yes. your circadian rhythm, isn't there, and how, yes, it, and how it affects your, your general mood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so sleep apps is absolutely key. Um, and then it's watching your habits as well. So making sure that you're eating well. You know, it's I suppose if you're at home all day, it's really easy to slip into bad eating habits, you know. It is in our house. Yeah. <laughs> the fridge is full of uh, Yeah, food. exactly. So making sure, and especially if, you, if you, you know, you're not feeling great, we tend to kind of comfort eat and eat the wrong mm. things. Um, and then it's making sure that you're not developing bad habits, staying up late watching Netflix, and then you think, oh, I'll just have a beer while I'm watching the, this box mm. set, you know, and then you're slipping into having a drink every night as well. So it's just making sure you're getting a grip with your well-being, and then making sure that you've got structure to your day. That's absolutely key as well. Mm. So making sure you get up at the same time every day, and you structure your day. So maybe you spend two hours doing a job search in the morning. You might want to go to the library and do some research. Um, so make sure that you've got, you're almost setting yourself mini goals every day. Mm-hmm. So that's going to keep you absolutely focused. Yeah. Um, so you've got a purpose to get up for um, every morning. Because candidates quite often joke with me, how searching for a job is like having a full-time job. Absolutely. And it's, like, it's exhausting. And you, you, you say it all the time as a cliche, don't you, when you speak to candidates, yeah. but it yeah. can be. Yeah. Would you suggest that, that you should treat it as such, especially if you're out of work? Yeah, absolutely. It is a full-time job, looking for a job. Um, but again, you've got to make sure that you know your life's not consumed by it. So yeah. getting a balance and then particularly to look after your mental well-being, make sure that you're staying connected with people. So it's really easy to become isolated at home all day, mm-hmm. you know, on your laptop and not communicating with anyone. You know, so make sure that you get out and make a conscious effort to see your friends and your family. Mm. Make sure you exercise because that's going to yeah. boost your self-esteem and your confidence. And maybe have it as an opportunity to learn something new, mm. you know, because that's going to add to your skill set. Again, that will give you a confidence boost. Um, and, it, you know, it's giving you that purpose every day as well. Um, what I was wondering was, um, you know, how do you know when you've taken on too many interview processes? Because mm. I obviously speak to some candidates and sometimes you hear they've got like five or six on the go. They might be spreading themselves too thinly. Mm. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think you've got to be super focused. So is it just a scattergun approach where you're mm. taking all these opportunities because you're panicking? Like if you're out of work and you're quite yes. desperate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But again, you don't want to be doing this in six months again and taking the wrong opportunity. Yeah. Okay. And work is such an important part of your life. We spend a third of our lives at work. That's like 90,000 <laughs> hours. It's quite a scary thought. But yeah, you've got to really enjoy the job that you're doing and feel passionate about it. So it's making sure that you sit down think exactly, you know, what do I want, you know, from my job? What do I want from an organisation? You know, and do your values line up with their values as yeah. well? So I think, first of all, you need to get that right. Um, so again, you know, when you're looking for these opportunities and you're going for interviews, is that the right opportunity for yeah. you? Like values and culture, like... Exactly. It's like, you know, people are, are understanding that it is so much more important than just remuneration. Yeah, exactly. Um so, yeah, so it's making sure your values um, are lined up. And with, with interviews as well, if you're having six, you're not going to be focused enough. So you, you think mm. it's going to be all over, you're not going to be effective. Yeah. So you're better off drilling it down to three that you, you, know, you really want to go for 
then you've got the time to prep for them as well. So yeah. you're fully prepared, you're feeling confident going in there, um, rather than just trying to take too many on. Mm. And as we said earlier, you're so emotionally invested in it, it mm. does take up a lot of energy. Yeah. And then this is where it comes back to looking after your well-being because you've got to be on top form, you know, for, for going for these interviews as well. You said, Rav, that that you had <clears throat> candidates that were maybe doing like five or six interviews. Mm. Maria, what, what would you say are, are warning signs or symptoms, I suppose, when you've taken on too much and you've just put too much pressure on yourself, I suppose? Yeah, well, I think it's that. You're starting to feel stressed and really overwhelmed with it and then mm. you're not going to be effective. So you want your focus to be laser sharp so it's making sure you're focusing on what's the right priorities you know at that time yeah. and making sure it is the right opportunity as well yeah because you're obviously not helping yourself either right if you go into an interview mm. not doing a great job coming out of the interview not getting yeah. progressed feeling bad doing that over and over and over yeah. and over yeah. and over it's actually a vicious circle it's not getting you exactly and that will come across as well in your interview if you're not yeah. prepared you're not feeling confident or if you're feeling stressed yeah. So you, when you go for an interview, you want to sit there and be the best version of yourself. We had really interesting feedback the other day, actually, a chat, uh, final interview. Um, and he came out of the interview thinking that he'd nailed it and they were going to offer him a job and everything was great and he was really pleased because he wanted to get a job. He was out of work and he was going to start on Monday. But mm. the reality was they discounted him because he was too. They, their feedback was too desperate. He came across as being too right, desperate. Yeah. So it's almost like... To your point, he's gone too far yeah. into really needing it and not been the best version of himself as allowed, you know, other. Yeah. Um, that's such a that's such a hard thing to keep in check of with with yourself. Surely, such a fine line between coming across as really enthusiastic and yeah. sincere and and mm. desperate. Yeah. Mm. What yeah. would you think about? Just as I've been sat there thinking. The money bit really resonated with me because mm. everybody, I'm sure, it's great when you sat in a job, you would suddenly lose your job tomorrow. I'm sure most people haven't got months and months and months mm. of savings, just the pressure on families and mortgages and whatever and the cost yeah. of things. What would you think about if you, rather than being out of work, while you're, looking, while you're trying to focus on a specific job that's going to have the right values and the right long-term option, mm. getting a job just to tide yourself over, like work in a bar or work in a shop or agency work in a factory or just to keep yeah. money coming in yeah i reckon a lot of people in our industry would see that as beneath them mm. but would you suggest that might be a useful well that, absolutely that because again it, it's something to get up for every morning um because i suppose it's very easy to um for it to affect your mental well-being and you can slip into feeling you know anxious and quite depressed being out of work so it is really important you've got something to get up for every mm. morning mm. so that's why having that structure in place every day yeah. um you know will, will keep you going because there was a candidate recently wasn't there did they work for the rspca or something yeah mm. i've heard about that actually um, they were out of work yeah and they just volunteered so they looked for a job but they just yeah. kept that structure by working for a charity yeah that that's really so cool. awesome yeah, yeah. well <laughs> actually that that's a really good shout is maybe getting involved in your local community and doing some charity work Work, and that's going to make you feel good because you're giving back as well and, yeah. and that's also going to look good for a potential employer that you know mm. you're not just sat at home doing something you've been like really proactive and you're giving yeah. back yeah. to the community what have you done for three months well completely yeah. Netflix yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> I think yeah. that structure for me resonates with me the most because yeah. I know for me I'm at my absolute best 
when I've got a really strict routine. Um, I've just got um, one more point to make on um, the interview process as well. You don't want to have like five or six and you're spreading yourself too thin and you're not focused. But then another thing is, is to make sure that you're still looking for opportunities and almost got a plan B while you're waiting for the answers on whether you've got that job or not. So again, you're not putting all your eggs in one basket um, and your heart's on this one thing then it feels like a massive drop when you don't get it. Yeah. But if you know that you're moving forward and you think, well, okay, that opportunity's not worked out, but actually I've seen something else that I've applied for, it just keeps that momentum going. That's yeah. a really good point. So that will re- resonate with the people um, that we work with. So they're salespeople, so they're used to managing the sales process. Yeah. The same way that if they had a piece of business mm-hmm. on the go, they wouldn't have all their hopes of hitting the target all on that mm-hmm. piece of business. They'd have other plate spinning in the background yes but you might not want to run five to the max of, of yeah. once but you need to know where your next move is yeah so that's exactly. a really good tip that mm. if you run it like you would a sales process and you're getting up every day and having that structure yeah. that to our listeners will feel more normal yes to them. yeah cool we want to talk to you about dealing with redundancy and actually losing that structure yeah in your day you know you go from um i think i think there's some might be some interesting points here which was getting from being very well respected, maybe mm. working in a big company, maybe you've worked there a long time, you yeah. used to getting up and on a Monday you fly to London and you sit with the MD and the other people on the board and, it, and you've got this really important position and, and identity. Mm. And I listened to a podcast actually um, this morning and there's a lot of mental health challenges in uh, professional footballers when mm. they stop being a professional yes. footballer. Yeah. They go from being Fred Bloggs who plays for Liverpool mm to Fred Blogs and they yeah, find that yeah, yeah. and they're aged 38, 39 and they yeah. find it really hard. So in that example, you go from being a, a senior salesperson in a top tech business mm. and the next week you sat at home with no job. Yeah, well your job is a huge part of your of your identity mm. but this is a great opportunity as well to kind of sit back um, and think, right, what's next for me in life? Because in those five years that you've worked as a, you know, a senior manager or whatever, you may have got married and you've got children, so your life might be in a different place. So it's then time to think, right, well, what's for me now and what do I really want? Maybe you want more of a work-life balance. Um, mm. Or maybe you've got divorced and you're single again and you think, right, well, I want to travel, I want to join you know, some groups, I want to do charity work as well as my job. So it's kind of exploring things as a whole because your job is only one aspect of your life. So it's making sure that everything else is in balance as well. Yeah. You know, like your finances, you're seeing your friends and your family, you're looking after your well-being. Um, you might be doing some charity work. Uh, maybe you want to travel. So it's it's making sure that your life is whole and you're not just focused on one thing that's, that's your job. Because when that is taken away, that's when you feel like this huge, huge gap. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so that's, that's what we do in the life coaching process. We look at everything as a whole. So that you, um, so if your focus is on one thing, is that affecting you know other areas um, of your life? Yeah, I think that leads quite well onto my question for you next. So it's I know we focus quite a lot on people that are sort of out of work or actively looking. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, you know, successful salespeople they're often high achievers both inside work and outside and like you know they've got loads of activities and like family life and other things on the go Mm. what would be your tips for balancing a busy job and a busy life yeah well again a work-life balance is is unique to everybody so there isn't like a one-size-fits-all with it 
So it's making sure you know your life works for you and you basically feel happy and content with everything. So um, if you've got a family, maybe you want to make sure that you leave work on time um, so you get home and you're spending quality time. Yeah. Um, maybe you want to work flexible hours. So it's different things like that. And then it's just making sure things are not encroaching on your time as well. Yeah. So it's learning to say no, not being afraid to say no yeah. to things. You know, not having work events on, you know, planning your, your diary right every, mm. you know, every week as well. So I always say, look at your diary on a monthly basis and a weekly basis. Mm. Don't be just putting random things in. Mm. Look at it as a whole and think, oh, actually, this is overwhelming because I've got family things going on, you know, and I've got all these work events and things happening. Yeah. So it's making sure that you look at things, you know, as a whole. Mm -hmm. I have to do that now with nights out. I, I have to plan <laughs> yeah. And I think, oh, no, there's too many nights out in that month. I'll be too, like, yeah. not hungover for the month. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a sign of age. But I think, um, it, go, it goes back to your well-being though as, again so you know making sure you eat right um, you're getting enough sleep you're getting enough exercise because that's going to make you be the best version of yourself and perform at yeah. 100% if you're not getting all of those things right that's when it slows you down and you're being yeah. ineffective as you, well you, you make a really interesting point which will resonate with a lot of the people that um, will listen to this you work in sales mm. in the particularly big big corporate businesses I suppose in any any tech business the demands of the market the demands of that role can really um, take that equilibrium mm. and throw it in favour of, of work mm. so you've got to be in London tomorrow then there's drinks after work on this day then you've got yeah. to be in that meeting then at weekend there's the winners club because you're doing well at work you get invited yeah, to yeah. And, it, and sometimes it's the environment where you can't say no you feel you can't say no because yeah. I've got to show my face at the winners club. It'll mm. look bad if I don't. And before long, you know, you miss the kids' pantomime. You miss yes. the sports yeah. day. You miss your anniversary, and it, it sort of snowballs. And you can therefore see why I do. I think quite a lot of the people in our industry do have quite a, a challenging yeah. personal life, and that they may be divorced or separated, mm. or they may not see the kids as much. And that must really Im impact. Yeah. That must be really tough. Yeah, especially back a little bit to that point you said before about suddenly that rug, rug gets pulled mm. and you're redundant so that whole thing breaks down yeah but i think with your time as well and um, if you are being invited to all of these things is make sure that you protect your family time or your personal time yeah. in your diary okay. um, and it's making sure that you know you do get to your yoga class or your hit class every week and have a plan b if you couldn't make it on tuesday there's another one on thursday yeah so it's protecting that time in your diary as well and it goes back to learning to say no yeah. um, and then you know maybe have like you know a date night with your partner in the diary so that's fixed or a day out with your family if you've not seen them properly for a few weeks yeah. to say right on saturday we're going to do you know such a thing and then they've got that to look forward to and they're feeling quite loved <laughs> and just place more importance on personal yes. things and yeah. organization as well i think that's the key thing because i'm not naturally an organized person yeah but i think since you know working in recruitment which does have similar aspects to sales yeah my diary is like so regimented it's color coordinated and yeah. i stick to it to the tea. Yeah, just absolutely. What you said, James, about, you know, lots of people who work for big, big corporates, maybe their work-life balance is slightly, you know, leaning towards feeling obligated to spend a lot of your time at work. Do you think then that's a case of the, the candidates needing to qualify the individual kind of hiring managers and who they're going to be reporting into? Because 
you know, even within these huge corporate structures, there will be hiring managers that they themselves will just say no. And actually, no, I'm not going to stay for that meeting because I'm going to go home and pick my kids up. Mm. And, and therefore, that they'll have that kind of lenience when it comes to, to managing you. I think it does help, doesn't it? If, from what I've seen, if, you, if you've got a manager, the person you report to mm. also maybe has a family, you've got a family. Yeah. The person you report to is also in their 40s or 50s and doesn't have a family and therefore mm. lives a life in a, in a different way. They can mm, say yes yeah. to a whole bunch of different stuff. Mm. That's always going to be a clash if you've got somebody... And you might see it yourself in your social group. I've got mates now. I'm in the dad club. <laughs> they've, not, they've not got yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm getting asked out. Not on a date. <laughs> by them, do you want to come to the pub? Do you want to come to the match? Do you want to come to the cinema? Do you want to do this? And I'm always saying no. And I feel quite bad, but that's because I know my life is going yeah, in different yeah. directions mm-hmm. I mean I can't be their mate but in a work scenario I can imagine that being quite pressured yeah. especially yeah. maybe if you're new in the company you want to make a good impression but then equally I guess you've got to be true to yourself and stick mm. to this is me I can't be something I'm not mm. I can't yeah. come out on all the nights out and then once I'm settled in the job you don't see me again yeah. I think you've just got to balance it yeah yeah yeah, yeah you've got to start as you, as you mean to go on and I think also you've got to make sure that you make time for yourself every day even if it's just 15 minutes just to sit down and do nothing or you know read a book or listen to a podcast or just have a soak in the bath or whatever but it's making sure you have that downtime for you every single day Mm. Mm. cool i think something the moment people listen to this and as in the the nature of the people we work with the top performing people um very confident they've always won everything they've ever done Mm. in their life they're great at school they won at sports day they football team captain, all that stuff, brilliant at pub quizzes, whatever. Mm. They're used to winning. And they're probably listening to this going, I don't get stressed, I, I can manage it. You know, that you, you're not soft if you're stressed, or mental health, you know, something I don't get, doesn't apply to me. But it's probably quite fair to say it does apply to everybody in some, mm. some way, shape mm. or form. So if somebody's listening to this, how do they know, maybe if they've not had a, a you know, stress or mental health problem in their life before. What are the signs of stress that keep it creep in when you suddenly you might be so busy in your day you don't realise you've even got the signs of stress? Yeah. Well I think the first sign of stress is when you're starting to feel overwhelmed and then you're starting to feel like you're unable to cope. So it's almost like um a set of weighing scales. So your ability to cope here um, versus your demands and it kind of goes off, off kilter and becomes unbalanced mm. um, so that's the first sign mm. and then it's it comes out then um, because stress isn't a thing it comes out um, as your um, comes out in your emotions and your feelings and then that affects how you um, act and how you behave as well so um, signs might be that you um, like emotionally you might have like angry outbursts or you might become moody um, or you might become a bit teary mm. then you might at work you're not focused enough on your work you might start to procrastinate you can't mm. make decisions so it can kind of come out in those behaviors mm. maybe you're going home having a, a glass of wine and then that one glass of wine's not hitting the mark and then you might start having you know two every night so it comes out in that way in your in your habits as well maybe you're not sleeping um, well that's another sign and then it starts coming out in physical ailments as well so if you're starting to feel anxious you'll get knots in your stomach you're not breathing properly because you are feeling anxious so then you're not getting enough oxygen going around the brain and the body and you start to feel a bit tired and what I call woolly mind where you can't Mm. quite think straight Mm. you can get heart palpitations 
mysterious headaches, you know, aches and pains. So, you know, stress really manifests itself, you know, in your body and it's something to get a grip of because, you know, it does cause physical and also, um, you know, sort of mental ailments as well. But it sounds like, and, and I know because um, you've said this to me before, but if you've got all these things building up a really tough day job and, and all that mm. stuff, if you can nail your sleep, that seems to be the one. If you can nail one yeah. of anything yeah. Yeah. that you've talked about, and I know that everything contributes, but yeah. if you get your sleep right, you're halfway there, you're setting yourself up. To Absolutely. Work. I always say that sleep is the first one to get right because if you're not sleeping well, you're coming to work, you're feeling tired, then you're drinking 10 cups of coffee to keep awake, <laughs> then you start reaching for the sugar you know, um, energy drinks and, and mm. you know, chocolate bars and things, and your blood sugar levels kind of going all over the place. Um, and then you're too tired to exercise. Yeah. So it's kind of a vicious circle. Right. So I'd say sleep is the key one to get right. But I think with all of this, you've got to be um, self-aware. And yeah, the main thing is say. to develop self-awareness. Yeah. So yeah. I always say, I mean, because every day is going to be different. Yeah. You can come into work, you're feeling fantastic. You might get a complaint from your client, you might bump your car, and then all of a sudden your day's on a downward slide. So things can change very quickly. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's being resilient, um, and again, it comes down to mindset, but it's being self-aware. How are you doing today? And ask yourself that question. Because yeah. we always ask everybody else yeah. how we're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We never ask ourselves. <laughs> on that self-awareness as well, I think people tend to think they are either stressed or not stressed. Yeah. And yeah. with their mental health, they are either mentally well or unwell when actually your yeah. mental health is a state of being isn't yeah. it yeah like your physical health like you might have a bit of a sniffles it doesn't mean you've got the flu do you know what i mean yeah. you the it's shades of gray and, and yeah. you can have a couple of symptoms and yeah. it's keeping track of where you are on that scale isn't it you, yeah. Yeah. you're not one or the other yeah, yeah. And it's also being kind to yourself because it's okay if you don't feel okay. You know, mm. that's fine. And I always think, always say to yourself, tomorrow's a new day. Mm. If you've had a really bad day, just write it off. <laughs> Have a good night's sleep and tomorrow's a new day. <laughs> yeah. And just on that, how important is it that, and again, in, in, for a salesperson, the idea of rewarding yourself. So the salespeople we work with, complete a big bit of business, it's taken 12 months, well done, you get a nice commission check and a handshake and a pat on the back and it's great, go and hit your target again. Mm. And sometimes you might not pause before they launch into the next project. Mm. How important do you think it is that they maybe celebrate that success by Yeah, absolutely. I always say this, we don't do it enough, we don't celebrate our successes, we just kind of skim over things and then jump on to the next thing and I think it's really important that you celebrate the small wins mm. and the small things that you achieve in the day whether it's you know you've won a new client or a meeting went really well or your presentation went really well we need to celebrate the small things because that also contributes to your happiness as well yeah um, so it's living with that attitude of gratitude and then that's what cultivates you know this positive mindset as well mm. oh, i love that attitude of gratitude absolutely <laughs> it, it, it works it really does yeah but you have to practice at it you know because we ne we we tend to think more negatively than positively yeah. so it's something you've got to keep working at every day really yeah. there was a quote by um zig ziglar and he said it's almost like bathing every day you know you can't just have one you know shower a week You've got to keep doing it every day, you know, yeah. so it becomes like a, a routine. What are, what are your thoughts on like positive affirmation? Because that seems to be like gaining prominence. You know, oh, well, I've, I've loved positive affirmations. Oh, yeah, just like um, positive things, you know, like positive quotes. 
things okay. that you can say to yourself as well. Yeah, affirmations. So a lot of people yeah. will like look at themselves in the mirror every morning. Yeah, I am ambitious. I am yeah. kind. Like what whatever it is that that you want to be, and you're supposed to affirm it with yourself and to yourself. Yeah, every day. Because we're we're not kind to ourselves. I mean, did you all look in the mirror this morning and think, oh yeah, looking good today? Yeah. <laughs> 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 But more often than not, we'll criticise ourselves. We just right. generally do that, you know. You know, oh, I need to lose weight and I've got bags under my eyes. And mm. yeah, we just, we tend to focus on the negative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it is, it's just being kinder to yourself as mm. well. Right. Which definitely makes sense when you've got a full-on job. You're dead busy. You've mm. got enough hassle in your day job and the career you've chosen. Yeah. And you don't need that as well. So, mm. okay, that makes sense. Cool. Right, anything else we've got from the room? Good one. Something I wanted to cover off um, is, I know we were just talking about how quite often um, salespeople have a lot hanging on one deal. Maybe they've been working on it for 12 months, 18 months, um, you know, a really, really important piece of business for them mm. and the team. How would you suggest um, they cope when they actually lose that, when, when they don't win it? You know, how do you kind of compartmentalise that that yeah. defeat, if you like, and, and move forward with it. Yeah. Well, again, it goes back to some of the points we were saying earlier where, you know, you've got to accept that, you know, you might be feeling really disappointed mm. um, and then you've got to think of how you can move forward. But again, it's getting feedback, you know, why have you lost that client? And there might be some really valuable lessons to learn from that going yeah. forward. And lessons, we need to learn lessons in life because if we're not learning lessons, we're not growing. Yeah. So, you know, learning lessons is a positive thing, just mm. like if you fail at something. Um, it just means you've not found the right way. So it's reframing how you think about it. Um, and maybe as a company, you know, you might need to um, brush up on your communication between your team or there might be a new process that you need to put mm. in place. So use it as an opportunity, as a platform for, you know, for going forward and improving what yeah. you do. To get better. Yeah, yeah exactly. I suppose yeah. perspective is like really important in this as yes, well. Because it might seem like the most important thing at that yeah. time, but actually in the grand scheme of things, yeah. how important really is it? Absolutely. You've got to take, you know, take a step back and look at, you know, take a, like a whole, um, like almost like stepping back and helicopter in and, you know, look at the, the whole view and perspective of things. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We've caught loads out. Yeah. I'm feeling really positive now. Absolutely. <laughs> Real, well, thank you very much, Maria. That yeah, was, thank that you was so much. Yeah, awesome. thank you. Yeah. And um, thank you, everybody, for listening. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, the website esprecruit.com. And we'll be back in the next couple of weeks with another podcast. Cheers for tuning in.